On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. You're listening to Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer-fueled sports show. I will give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can. Here's your host. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Matt Robinson. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. My name's Matt Robinson with you in our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio if you want to follow along. And uh, I hope you'll subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Uh, got a couple great guests here. We'll start with one, uh, the, the repeat performer, the guy who's been here before, the defending champion. Uh, when we're talking wrestling, we go to Kevin Mickey of Sportsnet. How's it going today, man? Maddie, how are we doing today? And never have I ever been before been called a champion in anything, so I'm <laughs> happy to take that mantle. Um, I saw some of your work here recently. You're, uh, they got you doing skateboarding over there during these uh, during these Olympics. It's pretty cool. It's it's awesome. Skateboarding the Olympics is the best. It's the greatest. I love that. So there's some people that are upset about it. What? Uh, like what are what are these damn skateboarders doing in the Olympics? No, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be writing about it. I was, skateboarding was a huge part of my life when I was younger. So happy to get back into it. Nice man. Uh, the Tony Hawk generation has arrived. It's like the uh, the Vince Carter generation that's made its way into the NBA. We finally got the Tony Hawk generation into the Olympics, and uh, we have a new guest. Um, as things open back up, he can tell us a little bit about this. As the pandemic subsides, there's more people on the streets, even up here and walking around Parliament Hill, people are saying wrestling brain. <laughs> Andrew Zuber, Zoobs, what's happening, man? Tell us about it. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Uh, you know, if we want to do skateboarding too, we can, we can do that. The, the upset of Nigel Houston, not meddling. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, no, uh, absolutely thrilled to be here. Uh, I love the Olympics. I love pro wrestling. Uh, yeah. Wrestling brain. Uh, it's a Twitch program that comes on every Wednesday immediately following dynamite. I'm having a blast doing it and I cannot wait to dig in to talking about the business. So that's what we're going to do here today. This is something that I totally ripped off, and I should say before we move along, uh, Zoobs <laughs> also uh, hosts the uh, Sportsfeld podcast, um, you know, a couple times a week. Uh, pretty good listen there as well. So you can check Thank him you. out there. Um, this is totally ripped off. I saw a tweet on, I think it was Sunday night, that uh, Zoobs put out that was just sort of along the lines of, you know, still pushing for uh, pro wrestling in the Olympics or, or what that might look like. And I just sort of replied underneath, hey, that sounds kind of interesting. You know, maybe we could talk about it. And within a couple minutes, 
Kevin here is right in the replies going, I have like 3,500 ideas. I've thought about this. We, 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 I've, I've given this a ton of thought. And that played out big time in the DMs as we set this up, as Kevin sent us, man, quite the, I don't know what you'd call it, like a, a, a long, long, <laughs> on a few different ways of doing this, man. So this has been on both of your minds, apparently, before it was ever on mine. I swooped in, grabbed it, said, yep, that's going to be a topic for a show. Um, I think this is going to be fun, guys. We're going to talk about what the olympics version of pro wrestling might look like and and there was a couple ways of going at that but there's always one thing we do here first uh we like to have a pint on this show as we kind of get the word out on some local breweries just before we do that if you'll indulge me for a second i got to do a little bit of uh of business for for our show here on friday uh we're going to be talking to ray ferraro of tsn and now espn will be about 48 hours into nhl free agency by then so we'll be uh We'll have tons to talk about on that front, plus what this year was like for him doing games on a monitor, uh, the move to ESPN, what the World Juniors in a bubble was like. So Ray Ferraro is going to return to the show. And then on, I believe it's going to be Monday, Mike Wilner will be on to talk Blue Jays. We will be just past the MLB trade deadline. So we'll talk about what the Blue Jays did and then their first weekend back in Toronto. Uh, so Mike Wilner will be on early next week. So a couple great shows coming up. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't yet. Uh, why don't we start with you, Kev? What, what are the you? Hell am I, what the hell am I doing on this show? <laughs> I, expect, I expect the ratings. The ratings for this one are going to blow those out of the water. I'm counting oh, on you goodness. guys to, you know, you're, you're batting lead off here. We need some people to get on base and, and get this set up. Man. Uh, yeah, a couple great guests coming, a couple great guests today too. So, um, maybe we'll ask Ray Ferraro on his, uh, pro wrestling in the Olympics takes when he's here as well. So, uh, before we get into it, Kev, tell us what you're drinking today. So today I uh, stopped by Black Lab Brewing in Toronto. Fantastic brewery. You can bring your pooch and sit there and oh, enjoy. Nice. Uh, so I picked up one of their new beers. It's called the Yokieto Mexican Lager with lime. And it is one of, if not the most crushable summer beer that I think I've ever had. It is spectacular. And you're keeping that international theme as we uh, roll through the Olympics here. I like that. What about you, Zoobs? I am. Uh, I have one from, from the local here in the region of Waterloo. Uh, I have one from Descendants Brewing. Uh, it's a Belgian withier. It's the Freya. It is uh, named after a Norse goddess. They they name all their beers after uh, all kinds of different people and, and things. Um, love Descendants Brewery. Great space. They have a good taco truck usually in the parking lot. So uh, I can't wait to dig in. So did you jump into this for us? Or are you normally a craft beer guy? Is this something you go in for all the time? Yeah, I, I you listen. To, I think the Crushables and the your your Michelob's Ultra uh, have their have their spot in sure. the world. But uh, if you're just sipping one or two, I like to I like to see what the local, especially local. I like to shop local, yeah. um, especially once we get into this this pandemic. It really became clear that uh, you know supporting local business was super important. So mm-hmm. they're popping up everywhere in every town, right? So there's there's some great ones around here in Kitchener. There's some great ones up north, and many many great ones in Toronto. So yeah, absolutely. This is uh, this is regular fare. So I went with uh, something new. I took a scan through the uh, the studio beer fridge we have here, trying to see what was going to uh, fit what we were talking about today, what might be Olympic-themed, what might be wrestling-themed. And I found this kind of tucked away. It is from the Brimstone Brewing Company, and it is called the Sinister Minister, which, uh, you know, maybe not a bad wrestling gimmick at some point. I've, was it not done in TNA? I feel like there was a minister somewhere. I want to say that ECW had a Sinister, sinister Minister. Sinister Minister. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, a little further back. So uh, this is the Sinister Minister. It is a 7% um, IPA. 
from the Brimstone Brewing Company. I had to look up the town. This is from Ridgeway, Ontario. I had no idea where that was. It's apparently uh, right near Fort Erie, kind of just outside Fort Erie. I always thought Fort Erie was outside something else, but this is apparently just outside that. So uh, the, it's a very small, unincorporated village, it says on their Wikipedia page. So uh, they have a booming brewery anyway. Uh, so we're going with the 7% Sinister Minister from the uh, Ridgeway Brewing Company. I'm going to hand it to you first here, Kev, just on, we're, there was two ways of sort of coming at this. And, and the one that we're going to look at today is sort of a more traditional pro wrestling you know, booked tournament almost of, you know, a representative from each country and we kind of work our way through the Olympics. But there was another way of doing this and I'm going to let you both weigh in, but Kev, I want you to take this first. That was more of a, a performance art, right? Like almost on the level of an Mm -hmm. ice dancing or a synchronized swimming or something. What would that sort of thing, if we were to put pro wrestling into the Olympics, sort of what's the idea there and what's that look like? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who say that pro wrestling is strictly an art form, and it certainly is, doesn't have an artistic aspect to it. Now, the way that you could look at it, it's kind of like a floor routine. If you're going to put this in the Summer Olympics, uh, you can look at it based and judge it based on a number of different things. Now, you'd have to put the same country versus the same country in order to judge this properly, because let's say that Ireland's not going to want to sell for Canada to make Canada look better. But again, it's tough to know how this is going to be judged. But if you're going to judge it just strictly based on the artistic uh, expression, athletic form that it is, uh, then you would look at several different things. Like you're going to look at the appearance as in what does the wrestler look like? Does he have the wrestling persona that draws people in in terms of his in-ring look and his walking to the ring look? Are we judging also based on what sort of music he he or she has coming to the ring? Uh, we're going to be looking at things like uh, you, you got to give a match rating at the end of it. You know, maybe maybe they bring in Dave Meltzer, who's going to be one of the judges. And he gives the five star rating and that may carry uh, somebody to a gold medal or not uh, or to a silver medal or to a bronze medal. Or to uh, a dud. It, oh, yeah, exactly. To the dud. And then you just you're banned from the Olympics for the rest of your life. <laughs> the country the country's banned. Yeah. So you, you can look at it for through several ways. And the best way to kind of describe it is to look at it as if it were and I'm not well-versed in this, but if it were a floor routine in the Olympics where you look at uh, how does the person look, how do they act, uh, the difficulty of everything that they're doing. It's it's really any individual sport that you're judging based on difficulty, appearance, um, and overall feel of the presentation. That's how you could look at pro wrestling, which, as we've kind of discussed uh, amongst each other, is the more boring way to look at it. Yeah, it's only for your most hardcore of hardcore wrestling fans, which isn't really what the Olympics is is looking for. When when you look at this Zoobs, do you agree that it, if you were going to do that, like it it's still a worked, it's still a fake for lack of a better term for people who don't uh, watch wrestling. It's still a cooperative endeavor in a wrestling match where you would almost it's going to be judged though legitimately. You guys put on the best match together. In that regard, do you think this would have to be done you know, here's Canada's two best workers and they'll put on a match and we'll give them a score out of 10. And then up next would be the US's and whoever else is qualified. Or would you see countries working together? Because to me, this almost feels like, 
yeah, like an ice dancing or like a, any other synchronized swimming or anything else that's judged, you almost have to have people together from their own countries, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, predetermined matches, uh, relying on judge. Sure, this isn't boxing. You guys are talking about. <laughs> sure, we're talking about pro wrestling. <laughs> the same thing. Uh, no, listen. I, I agree that it would have to be uh, country pairs. I think that's a really, really smart way to approach it because, you know, part of the business, part of what makes the art form uh, what it is, is having your opponent look good. Right. That's a huge, huge part of it. Is um, for everybody that looks incredible, a huge part of that lift is done by the other guy that is there to to work off him safely and to work off him in a way that that gets him over. So yeah, I think if you're going to do it that way, um, country pairs is really the only way to do it. But let's get real. You want it to be kayfabe. You, yep. want, you want it to be <laughs> people are buying tickets to go to the Olympics and in many ways similar to a skateboarding. It, from people, it'll be their first time seeing it, and you want to give them the best possible representation of what it is, while also rewarding this is who the person is that is the very best at this, uh, and also you know getting involved in wrestling storylines and backstabbings and run-ins and all the different things that make it uh, the unique thing that it is. So, um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm thrilled to go through it this way. I will admit, when we came up with this idea, I I listen, I blew this up. It's out of control. I have I, I could. <laughs> If we wanted to do 32, I could give you 32 <laughs> with uh, no country represented more than three times. You could then do 16 tag, 16 junior, uh, 16 women, eight junior tag, and trios. But but I will wow. not subject you to the 96 people that oh, I have wow. slated Okay, yeah. So I, I've boxed the guys in here a little bit and held them to eight person eight each, brackets yeah. because... Uh, you don't have all day. <laughs> right. So um, Zoobs was good enough to give us... A, he's, he's made up an eight-woman bracket, and uh, and I believe Kev's made up an eight-man bracket here so that we can kind of work through this in a minute. But before we move off the idea of it being you know done legitimately and, and judged legitimately at the Olympics, what do you... And I'm going to put it back to you first here, Zoobs. Do you think that this should be a strictly work rate kind of thing where Canada and and I don't want to give away names and I'm going to stick in the land where I'm still ultra knowledgeable, which is a while ago. Would you want to run out Brett versus Owen because it's going to be the best kind of technical match? Or would you want to do something, let's say, um, even on the US front, instead of Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, is there value since we're judging this on music and on pop and on how you know, people react to this. Is there a place for, you know, prime Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant because of the spectacle of it? Like how, how would you sort of combine these elements um, in terms of work rate versus spectacle, the show that is pro wrestling? What a great question. Uh, because I think, I think you do, you did a great job there of sort of explaining that, you know, if you ask somebody what's the best match of all time, you, you will get a ton of work rate classics. People might give you, you know, uh, Okada versus Omega, two or three falls, a match that takes an hour and 20 minutes. But if you were going purely on how hot the crowd was, like it, it was just as reasonable to answer Rock versus Hogan sure. uh, at WrestleMania because the crowd was electric for both sides. I think the ideal way you do this is you try to split those as well you can. And if I had to pick a match to represent what we're going for, we're going for CM Punk against uh, John Cena at Money in the Bank, right? We're going oh, for like that. that. Yeah. Both guys are over red hot. It's look, it's music, it's the crowd. It, but it's also a great work rate match. I think yeah. that is sort of the level we have to get here. And that is where, you know, you make your great picks uh, with your eight people. So I'm I'm interested to see, honestly, having said that, I'm interested to see which eight... Uh, 
Big Kev goes with because that because listen, when you're only picking one guy from each country, uh, there are some extremely difficult cuts. I felt I felt the same way about the women. Uh, you could slice this up about 30 different ways. So I'm interested to see who Kevin has as his eight representatives because you know, I, I laying this out myself, there's a pretty clear big five: Canada, Britain, uh, Mexico, USA, and Japan. They're pretty clear that any of those five countries, you're going to have some real competition. Gold medal represents too. Yeah. Absolutely right. <laughs> Absolutely right. So I'm interested to see how how Kev does it up. I'm, I can't wait. Well, let me hand the same similar question here to you, Kev. Just in general, like in in gymnastics, in some of the um, figure skating events, there is points for you know strictly technically hitting the moves perfectly. But there's also style points, right, in, in some of these sports and in terms of how you presented it. Did it have that kind of artistic flair to it? Um, you know, do you have any sort of different sense of what that would look like than what Zoob's thought there? Or is it sort of a mixture of the two? I don't know, man. Zoob's is really smart. That was a really, <laughs> that was a really well thought out answer. Uh, the only thing that I could add is if I'm, if I make, if I'm getting a match, and I'm exhibiting that match to say this is the gold medal winning match of country versus country, then I may have to go with Michael's taker two yeah. at uh, at WrestleMania. And just the only caveat I may change is I so whatever. I love the I love the fact that Taker represents all things Satan against God with Michael's. <laughs> but the only thing that would make it even better was if Taker was the Amer was the American badass kind of I guess a more of a hybrid because then he really represents America mm -hmm. in that aspect and you really get the red white and blue feel uh, and that also has the pageantry and the crowd going insane and everything that a judge may look for in a five star slash gold medal winning match therefore I would probably take that Taker versus Michaels number two match. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because you both have referenced there um, each of those matches that you've, um, that Zoob's pointed out, uh, Cena versus Punk and, and the Kev has mentioned there, Undertaker versus Michaels. You kind of have this one guy almost from each world, right? Where Undertaker and later in his career, especially at WrestleMania, he'd put on great matches. He was capable of doing that, but he was always the character, right? He was the pageantry. He was the show. He was this sort of over the top. Oh my God, he's fighting a zombie kind of character early on. And that was the pageantry and the showbiz of pro wrestling versus Shawn Michaels, who may be the best worker of all time, right? In terms of athleticism and how he made that look. And it's not dissimilar to punk versus Cena. Cena was the over the top Hulk Hogan of his era, um, you know, sometimes more show and great promo and the music and everything versus Punk, who also was a good talker and all these things, um, but maybe the better worker, right? And so interesting that when I give you guys the same sort of question, um, you end up in different places, but with the same elements. So maybe it would sort of have to be this kind of melt between the two, right? So it, it's interesting. Um, that's not the direction we've chosen to go. We aren't going to do, um, you know, uh, submitting two guys from each country and then running down how they might be judged and who would win it. We've chosen to have some fun with it. We're going to book an Olympic tournament. Uh, we've picked somebody from uh, eight different countries, both on the men's side and the women's side, and they would face off almost in like a king of the ring type tournament. Um, why don't we start with the women? 
Um, well, before we get into either one of them, Kev, you were the one who kind of spelled out in that, uh, in that direct message diatribe on Twitter what each <laughs> of these formats might look like. Tell us a little bit more about what this one is going to be. That was my thesis, actually. Yes, exactly. I'll be submitting this as a thesis as when I go back to school. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever written anything that long, even in school. <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm thinking. So this is like a shoot tournament. You're presenting it like pro wrestling presents itself right now with a wink and a nod. We know what's going on. It's a shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sure. Eight wrestlers from eight countries. Like Zeus mentioned, you could go down the list and you could probably do 16 wrestlers from 16 different countries if you really wanted you go down 32 and like zoos mentioned you could probably get as much as three no more than three wrestlers per country in a round of 32 and there are some olympic events that do that like in beach volleyball you have multiple entrants from different countries and there are there are there is a lot like that like even in skateboarding you had a maximum of uh, three competitors from one country allowed of the 20 skateboarders that will be in each discipline. Right. So you certainly could do that for simplicity's sake. And because we're not going to sit here for eight hours to break this whole thing down. Well, this although time. That would be fun. <laughs> I mean, this time, yeah. Maybe a few more beers next time. And right. we'll see. <laughs> we're going to go with eight wrestlers from eight countries, uh, single elimination where you just keep moving on. Mm-hmm. The question you need to ask yourself is, who's booking the winners in this scenario? Does the IOC go and hire someone like Vince McMahon to book their Olympic wrestling event? Because Vince is the most storied, successful booker of all time. Or do they go with somebody new? Let's say this tournament is taking place in Japan at these Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Then do they go and hire Gato, who is the most successful booker in Japan right now for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Or do they hire somebody up and coming like Tony Khan? A lot of questions to ask. For this sake, the bookers are Matt, Kevin, and Zeus. So we will be <laughs> Great booking. choices, honestly. Yes, fantastic choices. <laughs> so it'll be eight wrestlers, eight countries, single elimination, and we can talk through the silliness that will take place in order to get wrestlers to the end. Uh, in order to finally crown a gold medalist. The only caveat I'm throwing in that I don't think I mentioned to you guys before is that the I'll two swerve. semifinal ma- the two semifinal matches, yep. two wrestlers will go on to the wrestle for the gold, mm-hmm. while the two losing wrestlers will go on to wrestle for bronze. That's the only thing that'll have to happen because sure. it's the Olympics. Of course. So, Zoobs, before you hit us with your women's bracket here and, and we start working on that, what was your criteria as you went through and selected which eight women were going to, before you even got to, okay, I'm picking these eight countries, um, you know, who's going to come out of them? Is it as simple as looking at kind of the biggest stars in the business right now? Did you dive into different elements of their game or, you know, what was the criteria for selecting the eight wrestlers and eight countries that will be taking part in our Olympics here? Almost insulted you didn't assume I would use the nerdiest possible uh, methodology to get myself here. Um, but I appreciate you almost um, pretending that I wouldn't have done that. Listen, it comes down to they all had to qualify for this. Okay. So it comes down to who had the best 2020 to 2021. We'll say the qualifying occurred a month and ago a bit. I, I favored title runs. I favored um, major moments. And uh, and then with the one pick, USA is so competitive, I sort of was able to write in a mental story as to how it would happen. Sure. But um, yeah, the, the, there is some, you know, uh, holding a belt currently always is very large to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I consider that akin to 
uh, if you're using the Olympics, uh, winning the world championship of your yeah. sport the year before coming in. So um, that was that was a huge part of the methodology for me. You know, that TV time, that very clearly, if you were thinking of that place, is this person in the top one or two of that uh, representation? And uh, yeah, so that so the last year for me was the, was the biggest point. So yeah, okay, their their you know their sort of their record and their championship runs, and then almost sort of an imagined backstory of a regionals too, like the idea Always. that yeah you have to have you know not just been competitive and and hold a title, but are you the best? Um, you know, from your country, right? We have a couple of major promotions based in the U.S. right now that each have a couple of capable champions. Um, why don't you hit us with the bracket that you've come up with here for the uh, women's tournament? Sure, I will start. Um, I'll start Canada. We have we have Taya Valkyrie slash uh, Frankie Monet, who has uh, been all over the world in the last. 15 to 20 years um, can bring it with absolutely everybody. Great work rate um, has been in, appeared in a bunch of different companies. Um, you know, Natty Neidhart doesn't quite get the cut. We're not Just bringing Chris Radish. Out of those regionals, right? We're not. Is she? You know, she struggles with the submission stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Trish Stratus, we're not bringing Trish out of retirement. We're not. We're not doing anything there. I think. I think Ty Valkyrie is somebody that you know, prime pound for pound Canadian female wrestlers. Uh, I have her very high. On the list, uh, I have Tony Storm from New Zealand, somebody very exciting. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this, New Zealand and Australia, uh, there is a ton yeah. of talent. You, you, you could have gone Dakota Kai here if you would rather have had her. Uh, I'm a pretty big t- Tony Storm fan. Uh, I think she's a great uh, representation of sort of that style and and would come out of this, I think, over super huge. Speaking of Oceania, I have Ray Rhea Ripley out of Australia. Um, okay. An unreal year, culminating in a WrestleMania win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's somebody that, if you were looking at this, very easy to see her meddling, especially in the run that she is on lately. Success um, on the big stage, as you just mentioned there at WrestleMania, right? Absolutely right. Um, <laughs> we've got Nikki Cross, Nikki the Almost Superhero, uh, who I believe currently holds a title. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you would you, you, you cash in the money in the bank over, on She that? is the Raw Women's Champion, yeah, that's correct. So there you go. Flair, yeah. Uh, she's re- representing Scotland, which I do believe means she is wrestling under the Great Britain flag. I think that is how that works in the Olympics. That sounds uh, right. Sounds right, right? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Drew Mack would have been a if you're doing that in the not to spoil it on the men's side if he is in there or not. Uh, he he should be. Um, Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa out of Mexico, somebody that made a ton of noise in uh, in AEW and NWA in the last year. Um, was the one half of the only AEW Dynamite main event to have two women in a death match against Britt Baker. Uh, she ended up winning that match. Britt got a lot of the headlines for the great uh, visual of being covered in blood, but she can go with absolutely anybody, a real Technico, um, somebody that has an incredible moveset, an incredible style. Mm-hmm. We worked our way up. Uh, Hikaru Shida, who was just the AEW Women's Champion for about a year, uh, really carried that division through the pandemic as they sort of waited for Britt Baker to... Um, sort of ascend to the place that I think they expected her to be. Uh, she has done that, but Hikaru Shida is somebody that can work with anybody, works with an unreal style, um, can can sort of do it all with flair as a as a face, um, has a great technical moveset, has great power moves, is quick, uh, athletic, tall, like she really is uh, a total package and and really did carry herself like the champion of that division for quite oh, some time. Under so a ton sports. of pressure at a home games too, right? Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely right. I can see, listen, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're arguing that that should be Asuka, I would counter with that. Asuka has been on a bit of a cold streak yep. in, mm-hmm. in the last little bit, especially compared to Sheeta, who really, other than losing to Brit, didn't lose for about a year. Um, we work our way up. 
A little bit of ring rust is possible the question here. Becky Lynch from Ireland. Haven't mm. seen her in forever. You know it would be a huge, huge pop, but it's not going to be easy to face off against seven of the best women in the world having not wrestled for over a year. Uh, we will see. But you think Ireland yep. and you think the Olympics. you got to have Becky. you got to beat them, you, man. You simply must. And that leaves us with the USA slot. And this was the hardest because, listen, I wanted to go Sasha Banks because I'm a huge Sasha Banks sort of person. I, I think uh, she's en route to being one of the most famous people in the world, just like we saw The Rock, just like we saw John Cena, just like we saw Hulk Hogan. Wow. I think Sasha Banks is the next person in that list. Um, you could you could do Bianca Belair, who absolutely earned it and absolutely mm-hmm. deserves it and could beat anybody on any day. But I think, similar to on the men's side, if, if, if Kevin, on the, on the men's side, your answer is, listen, I charted it out and I started with Okada wins and I worked my way, worked my way backwards. It's pretty easy to start with Charlotte Flair wins the gold and we figure out how we get there later on. <laughs> I think she is uh, the, the perfect sort of example of if you're showing somebody Olympic women's wrestling, uh, Charlotte Flair is the person that you put in the first match uh, and, and, and give them that, oh, yes, I totally understand now. An incredible athlete, incredible lineage, incredible amount of titles. It only makes sense that she would be in the mix to win the first ever pro wrestling Olympic gold. Yeah, well, it did something her father never able to do in all those championships that he won, never an Olympic gold medal. So uh, that could be something that she was able to bring to the family for the first time. Um, that's an interesting list, man. There's some names there that I'm not quite as familiar with as, as someone who doesn't necessarily know what's happening all the time in, in Japan. And I, I kind of come in and out. I've been honest, it, it, through the pandemic, I found it difficult to watch without some of the crowds and, and stuff like that. I do think AEW did a better job of of masking that or, or working around that than WWE did, but there's quite a list here. Uh, what's our first match? I guess you said uh, Charlotte Flair is out first. Who's she taking on? Yeah, I send I send Charlotte Flair out first. I I have Charlotte against Thunder Rosa in the main in the first one only because um, the rest of them we're talking about legit uh, have full on champions. Uh, basically, it's her or Tony Storm. I think is is your curtain jerker, and I think I think Charlotte against Thunder Rosa is a nice showcase. Mm-hmm. You get your work rate, but you also get your high heights because Charlotte is going to look. Uh, incredible in this spotlight and Thunder Rosa is somebody as I just mentioned in her match with Britt Baker somebody who knows how to uh, be involved in a match where somebody else gets over and really uh, get that work rate up so what do you think of this matchup Kev this is I would say a fantastic way to start the night you you want to get the crowd hot and you're going to get the crowd hot any any anytime you put an American in an international event the American draws attention immediately And I think that Thunder Rosa can put on a really good work rate. So Charlotte, I th- you know, arguably the best women's wrestler from the USA. Uh, not talking just about a star appeal where, like Zub's mentioned, you bring in someone like Sasha Banks. But uh, Charlotte, absolutely. You bring out, it's a hot start. It's a fantastic match to go. But Charlotte's not losing this thing. Absolutely not. Okay, that's... Uh... The judges all agree here. We're going uh, three for three. Charlotte is moving on past uh, Thunder Rosa. Uh, what's our second match here in round one? So we're going to go to the other side of the bracket. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to And we will. Yeah, Zoobs is already good enough to send his over. I don't know if Kevin didn't finish his homework to the last minute, but <laughs> we will post uh, the brackets <laughs> yeah. here if they're actually yes. written down yes. uh, <laughs> so people can follow. We'll put those on Twitter and Instagram at Audio. What's our second matchup here? Second, we have the returning Becky Lynch against Tony Storm, Ireland against New Zealand. I like this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sort of see, I sort of see a bit of mirror in each other. I think, I think Tony Storm's style 
does sort of can remind you of Becky Lynch and that it's a lot of energy and it's a lot of passion and it's a lot of, um, you know, she can fight from underneath. She can do a little bit of everything. Um, a, a bit of a suplex machine. Uh, so I think we, I think we have a good old fashioned, uh, you know, people just chucking each other at the ground here. Sort of, sort of thing. Pick you up and throw you down hard is, uh, is what I expect. I think, uh, you know, you're going to get that huge rush from having Becky debut. So maybe I should save it for the first night main, but, uh, I like this matchup. Yeah. I, I, I like this matchup a lot too. I think it's an interesting, you know, pairing that we haven't seen, despite the fact that they, you know, have worked in the same company. Um, I'd be worried about Becky just with the time off in an Olympic year. It's been tough timing. Uh, training's been hard to come across to begin with. Um, I think she'd be in tough in this matchup, even if, you know, even a year earlier, um, you know, when the Olympics were supposed to happen, does Becky postpone getting pregnant, knowing that those Olympics are right on the, and she'd be at the height of her game at that point. Right. So, um, yeah, to me, I wonder if, uh, if she'd be overmatched a little bit coming off the long break, Kev. I would go with the upset in this one. Yes, I would actually take Tony Storm to advance personally. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would love the ring rust story, especially I, Becky Lynch. You. You can. She would be the poster woman of the Olympics, particularly from an international perspective, yep. where you tout all her accolades, her championships, the fact that she beat Ronda Rousey, the greatest MMA fighter, a women's MMA fighter up until, if if you can still argue to this day, or up until about a couple of years ago, uh, she is the one of the odds-on favorites to win. No one's giving any credit to Tony Storm, this up-and-comer from uh, from New Zealand, from Oceania, and all of a sudden she comes out and she shocks the world, taking down Becky Lynch. Maybe the biggest woman's name in the business, you know, for a while there, right there, maybe ahead of Charlotte and certainly neck and neck for a while. What a rub, right? Like to be able to take her down at the Olympic Games with the world watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you said you call it an upset given the circumstances. I'm not sure it is. I, I think it's Tony Storm <laughs> here too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I agree. I think you have to play the Becky Ringrus story. Yeah. I, I think there's just no way you can have her in the gold medal match. I think the 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 kindest you can be is that she's in the bronze medal match, but I'm totally okay with a first round upset because you are paving the way. We'll stick with that side of the bracket. Who is yep. Tony Storm going to face? We what? have it. We just power versus power at the bottom half here. Well, and you you set it up so well, right? You you book this thing. Um, you bring her back with the big comeback story on this huge stage. You can use that to to sell the Olympics pay-per-view, uh, whatever you <laughs> might be doing there. And then to shut it down that quick, to have Tony Storm, man, what a like what a rub. What a way to kick that off. I, I really like the idea that Tony Storm moves forward here. And and you still got the you still got the reaction when she came out. You still got to tell the story, you still got the buys. I think there's a I think it's a good business move to to have done it and then um to elevate storm i think this is great so yes well sticking with that side of the bracket uh rhea ripley against taya valkyrie uh the our our two most powerful two strongest athletes face to face in the first round i think ripley has too much momentum and we set up australia versus new zealand in the second round which is sort of like you're you are telling Mm -hmm. the story of like USA versus Japan on one side, which I think is sort of the the accepted two major schools of wrestling, right? You mm-hmm. have New Japan and the WWE AEW style, and they're sort of starting to mesh together, but that battle for dominance still continues. And then quietly, down under, Australia and New Zealand are starting to pump out Bronson Reed, the, the Iconics, uh, Tony Storm, Jay White. There's this little island that is pumping out 
incredible wrestlers at a really high volume. I think the story for round two is Ripley going on, and you get Ripley versus Storm Australia and New Zealand. I think that's a great way to have set this up, and it creates, as you said on the other side, this idea that a lot of people would have expected maybe a USA-Japan gold medal game, but sometimes the tournament doesn't break that way. Sometimes you end up facing each other early. It's a tough draw. Uh, I, I like the way this is shaking out. So um, how do we like, uh, Kev, I'll hand this one to you first. How do you see that match playing out? It's hard to... He's getting ready it's to hard. bet against I'm, his home country. It's hard. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's really hard to, but you just you you can't do it. You you can't you can't give Canada the rub in this one. Unfortunately, it's just Rhea has been way too strong, particularly when you look at the accolades that she's collected over the past year. Uh, in 2020, she was heading into WrestleMania as the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, fast forward to WrestleMania this year, she picks up. Uh, she, she picks up a championship on the WWE roster. So it's hard to say that she's not moving ahead. And I like, like Zoob's mentioned, uh, that part of the world, all of a sudden they look like an absolute powerhouse. And then you also get the natural rivalry between New Zealand and Australia, which mm-hmm. there already is a huge one. And you could, you could have like a, you could have a comedy spot by somebody who, by somebody who's like an injury replacement. Who's there. Who says, uh, like how, how is Tony storm and, Rhea Ripley wrestling each other. Aren't they from the same country? And then that pisses everybody off. <laughs> okay. I like this. This is still showbiz after all. This is still pro wrestling. And and that it's an interesting point, right? As you, you're booking for the whole world right now. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's not as simple as just booking a, you know, a North American rivalry or whatever. If you can suddenly plug into your Olympic tournament, Australia versus New Zealand, that's ratings gold down there, man. That's, it's going to be huge. Time. Yeah. Yep. Zoobs. Yeah, listen, I'm I this is this is shaping up I think exactly the way uh I would I would enjoy. I think you have to have Ripley there. I think um basically you're saying getting her to this point is she's a medal nearly a lock at worst will be bronze um putting her in good shape. And the final first round matchup to see who faces Charlotte Flair, we have Akaru Shida from Japan against Nikki Cross, uh Nikki the almost superhero. <laughs> From Great Britain slash Scotland, you have two ways you can go with this, right? We can tee up Canada, we can tee up USA versus Japan, mm-hmm. or we can have Charlotte in search of getting her win back after the Money in the Bank cash in. Uh, so this one's a little, you know, you, you can sort of go with your way yeah, you'd like for this. Yeah, wow, a um, lot of angles on this, and it, it is interesting that, uh, and I kind of like the idea that as we are in the Olympics right now, it's still somehow tied into a current rivalry that's happening, but just by happy accident, of course, but, uh, or clever booking by the Zoobs. We, uh, we'll, we don't know for sure, but we'll, we'll tip the cap to him and it, it, it allows this, this rivalry that's going on right now in the WWE to kind of tie into what's happening over at the Olympic games. And, you know, you can't escape me. And as, as I'm going for gold, you know, Maybe you upset me once at Money in the Bank. It's not going to happen again, um, or the night after Money in the Bank, whatever it might be. This is uh, this is an interesting one, um, but I think I'm going to stick with. Uh, I, I just I still think Charlotte's an overpowering favorite here, Kev. It's as I it's I keep looking at it. I'm trying to justify different things, mm-hmm. but Charlotte continuing to move on. Yes. Uh, I don't think we've hit the upset point there yet. Like, I don't no, see it, right? I, I don't think we have. The thing is, I think you could have Sheeta be the the overwhelming favorite. If, let's say that 
or we've we've agreed that this is taking place in Japan. Yep, absolutely. Like this is okay. So Sheeta, the overwhelming favorite. Yeah, like the hottest, white hot. The crowd is for Sheeta, mm-hmm. but it's just not happening. It's it can't happen. Charlotte is too strong. The USA is too strong. You can't stop the USA. <laughs> and think of the heat you're going to put on Charlotte here, which is great too. Moving forward, right? If she's so gonna- here, here is where I tent my fingers. <laughs> and I, I say can, to I you, can picture it. Yes, <laughs> I, I say to you, doesn't it seem like the story of how we get to selecting the U.S. representative oh. would have so many people upset? Wouldn't there be so many people that would just absolutely love to ruin this for Charlotte and maybe either catapult one of Shido or Nikki Cross ahead? Who's to say? Will that, will that happen okay. now? Will that happen later? Let's say there, a, there's a screw job here. There's, Sasha Banks not getting the spotlight. That Sasha Banks. So this, yeah, okay. This flights is to Japan are expensive. How bad do you want to screw somebody? She was, she was in Star Wars. I was, was going to say Sasha's <laughs> okay. got that Star Wars money. She's got. She's got no problems. She's the, okay. She's related to Snoop Dogg. That's true. Yeah. All right. So it, this is outstanding. So you could you could you could book this a couple of different ways. One, you could do it uh, where it is promotion versus promotion. Absolutely. And let's say that Britt Baker, upset she didn't get the nod for USA, wants Sheeta representing AEW, mm-hmm. to pick up the win here. So she goes and screws Charlotte. You could take it another way. Where well again now this comes back to who's booking this right is Vince going to yes. allow that uh, is, like Vince yeah. has so much power too he's like the IOC is obviously corrupt as all hell so you know that Vince is going to be in their pocket big yeah, time yeah or you could do or you could do it the other way like you mentioned where um, let's say that Sasha Banks looks like she's pissed that she didn't get the nod for USA but knowing her allegiances to WWE knowing who she works for god damn it knowing that she works for the big boss man not the big boss man but yeah Ray Trailer's RIP Ray Trailer uh, knowing that he she's not from Cobb County I don't think she's going to go help Charlotte move on just so begrudgingly though and maybe in the finals, that's where she finally snaps and says, no more, I'm not doing it anymore, as she helps whomever may be in the finals. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we this could... Is, yeah, this is the interesting crossroads, right? Yeah. Because if you're not having Sheeta beat Nikki Cross in the first round, then you then you are left yourself with four WWE employees in your final four. Yeah. The, oh my gosh, Sheeta would be so white hot then. Just like, yeah. especially people that don't want W. It's in Japan, Absolutely. so obviously they want a new, somebody... You guys are Japanese swinging me win. here. And, to, and I'll say this, I'll say this, Kevin, to further your why Britt Baker would get involved conversation. In Britt's mind, if Sheeta beats Flair, she, Britt Baker, has beaten Sheeta. Ergo, <laughs> she is the she's the real gold medalist. She's the real USA gold medalist. Wow. She can beat Hikaru Sheeta. That's not hard. She did it. She did it at, at a pay-per-view and then and then doubled down. All right, I, you guys are winning me over. That if we're booking a show here, this might be the time <laughs> to throw down the screw job, and and all of a sudden this is wide open, right? Or the screw job, yeah, and and, and allow this to to become a wide. Everyone's banking on Charlotte going all the way. You know, maybe this is the time that you, you know, and you could push her right to the gold medal match and do it there. Um, but there is something to be said for kind of making that final four wide open. 
right? And then and then we've got right. So then if we're saying that's what it happens, and yeah. then Britt comes in and interferes in Charlotte versus Sheeta. Mm-hmm. Now you have Sheeta in the gold medal match in, in Japan, Japan. yeah, against one of Tony Storm or Rhea Ripley. Can Sheeta beat one of the hottest acts in the whole business in Rhea Ripley or Tony Storm on the other side? Boy, oh boy. Well, boy, why don't, oh boy. Yeah, why don't we move to that one? What do we think of Ripley versus Storm? I think you have to go Ripley. She's just too... Kevin lifts it off the accomplishments. You have to... I think you add to that year, to that calendar year of work, if you add in also in the gold medal match. Now we're talking like you have you have found your future if you're WWE. You're almost not even mad. You, you, you can excuse Becky out early and you can excuse... Charlotte sort of giving the rub to the other company because right. you are now at 24 years old. Rhea Ripley is is in the gold medal match and basically untouchable. Kev, it's got to be Ripley. You're right. She she's got way way too much momentum to not be put in this situation. She's shown that she can handle it, and she's shown that she can also perform and overcome any sort of obstacle stress big match feeling that's put in her way so yes i think you have to do it did we put her in a tough spot as a face did we book this poorly going against the hometown star in japan in a gold like it's it's face versus face but not really in the gold medal game in japan like they're gonna turn on her hard She's got it, the look to to switch to flip that switch though, yeah. right? She's got the leather and the short hair <laughs> and the she can go, she can if she needed to, I think she could she could flip that switch against. Jesus. She's walking the line in WWE right now yeah. too. I, I would say that she's kind of that tweener. No, I wouldn't say that she's a full flown baby face at the moment. I would say that, and it give me it wouldn't be hard to flip that at all, particularly would in the you, Olympics. You're going up against Sheeta, like no chance. Do you want to fight I'll, it? Like, would you book her oh, to work oh, heel? Okay. okay. So hang on, hang on. Okay. Here's, here's what you do though. Like you, I think I think that you have to have, I think that you have to have this match first, and then you have Flair versus Sheeta, and then the thought of, let's say that you have Rhea Ripley advance to the gold medal match. Okay. Then the next match to determine who she'll face is either Charlotte versus Sheeta, mm-hmm. and you have fans going, "Fuck, are you kidding me? Charlotte versus." Sh- Ripley again, like right. okay. I don't want to see this. So then, even more momentum is pushed behind Sheeta to try and pick up that victory. So I think that you, that you flip those matchups and how they're going to work, and then yeah, automatically like Rip, Ripley's going to the final up against. Uh, I think that you have to push Sheeta into the final at that point. So, you nailed it. You yeah. nailed it, Kevin. You nailed it. Zoobs, are you going to then have? Ripley kind of lean into this and work heel, or are you just going to let the crowd fall where it may, or or how does this gold medal match look? Listen, she's got no choice but to do that. Yeah. She, she has to lean into it, and and listen, she's going to have the power advantage. She's going to have the size advantage. She's going to have the momentum advantage. Uh, she's going to have every single thing on her side, and the only thing that she will have on her side is the crowd and heart, right? That is that, perfectly, yes. perfectly written. Perfectly written. Like, yeah. like come on. <laughs> come on. Absolutely the, right. That line is so good. The only thing that Sheeta has now is the crowd and all the heart in the world. It's, it's you know, outstanding. That's why it's called Wrestling Brain, fellas. You know? You're going to be able to... I've heard people say that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're hearing it all over the place, man. People are saying it. Um, Kev, are you going to be able to cut a promo with your voice doing that before we, uh, you know... A pay-per-view uh, commercial before we post this, or uh, um, what is so that leaves in the bronze medal game, bronze medal match. 
uh, Tony Storm versus Charlotte Flair. What do we want to do here? See, I think you have to get out of this giving Charlotte something. She has to sort of get a token of like, thank you for putting over Sheeta and for hmm. helping Ripley on hmm. her. That, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense. And you're already sort of giving that part of the part of the world the uh, the Ripley rub. So if I was I going to do that, go it. it's got to be dominant. She's got to just destroy yes. her. She's enraged. She's going to kill her. To me, is the only way to to go that way, in my opinion. A total trouncing. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Okay. It's either the total trouncing, which I can I can I can buy. Also, it's it's interesting to think about it where like, oh, you have to give Charlotte something. It's like then we're walking the line of kayfabe and non kayfabe here. <laughs> if it's yes. if it's if we're doing totally kayfabe, I love the just utter destruction of Tony Storm. Or you do the utter destruction and then you have somebody else from NXT who you didn't think was going to show up that way but let's say you have somebody else from oceana like you have dakota kai who has who had been feuding with tony storm a little bit in nxt come and say you know what like it's time for nxt to get their due and she comes and screws charlotte in order to put tony storm over charlotte goes back to wwe and she is just vilified like you let usa down not even a medal we trusted (laughs) you with everything are you kidding me i so i can picture it but I can't buy it because Charlotte's too good. She's just too good to be put to be put in that situation where you say Charlotte sucks. Impossible. Charlotte does not suck. She's arguably the greatest woman's wrestler on the planet. So yes, the total this, the total annihilation of Tony Storm is imminent, and the bronze medal will be around Charlotte's neck. Okay, so you yeah, got the squash a, match. Are you going the same way there, Zoobs? Yeah, I think he nailed it, especially with that. Like, even if she comes back with bronze, you, you can do the like bronze, like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, like thanks. <laughs> that, that's Canadian gold, but with America, we're talking about shameful, shameful bronze. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, your 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 arguments there have swung me a little. I might have still stuck with uh, whatever, but two against one. That's uh, she's going over. That's the booking committee's uh, decision. Charlotte's going to just destroy Tony Storm in the bronze medal game. So that does bring us back. Uh, we got Rhea Ripley working heel against um, you know the hometown hero. Uh, do we want the happy ending at the Olympic Games? Send everybody home happy, or do we want to do we want to swerve some people here? I personally me, uh, committed, this. Let, let I committed me, this in the mood for a coronation, but uh, I'll, I'll see what Kevin says. A quarantine coronation? Let me try this. Hang on. boy. All right. One second. <laughs> we're not even into the second, uh, we're not even into the second bracket yet. No kidding. <laughs> her off. I get it. All right. I think that it is time to anoint the hometown, home country hero. You give her the rub. In this scenario, I think that she should. I think that she should go over. I think that it should be Sheeta. Uh, Japan has. It's not like Japan. It would be like a surprise. It would be. It, it's not like you're painting her as the ultimate underdog. You can list her accomplishments. It's like you see Japan enter some events and they win. You're like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Also, they were pretty good at this to begin with, so it's not super surprising. However. You can paint her as a bit of an underdog in this situation. And when she wins, it's an upset, but it's still justified. You can believe that Hikarashida would win over Rhea Ripley in a match. It's not like it's an impossibility. It's not like Gilberg going up against <laughs> you know, going up against Kenny Omega in the final, like USA versus Canada, and you're just like, well, like there's no chance that the USA is gonna win this. Like, so I can absolutely see Shida winning and then it being a believable win. 
and in addition to it being an upset win. It can be both, believable and an upset. Do you run the risk, Zoobs, of this being too predictable by the time we get to the gold medal game in Japan, or the gold medal match, and we're putting over that Japanese stars? Predictable okay sometimes. Sometimes the obvious story to tell is the best story to tell. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that way a lot of the time. That's WWE um, booking, brother. Well, is it? listen, if it was WWE booking, <laughs> then immediately the next day they would have a rematch and it would go the other way and, and they would <laughs> redo this for three months. It's true. Um, I, listen, I came into the conversation uh, assuming that I think Ripley is probably the like, listen, she's 23 years old. That's what the Olympics reward, like mm-hmm. the young hungry like up and coming it's a short right we're talking about a lot of matches in a short time yep the entire olympics is two weeks this probably these three matches probably take place over the span of five days so like yeah youth and size would would give you an advantage and you assume she does first two matches are probably pretty hard hitting whereas you know ripley hasn't had quite as hard of a road um but i'm never against the fireworks in the hometown going home happy i, I think it's a good idea um, I expected to want to say Ripley. So, uh, what, what if I hedge and let you decide it, Matt? I hate that idea. Um, you know what? I think this is one of those cases where sometimes like this is almost like the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 or, you know, we've told this story, we've gotten this far and we've allowed the hometown star to get all the way to the gold medal game. I think sometimes, like you guys said, don't overthink it. If this is going to be a great match either way, you you just put her over in the gold medal match in Tokyo. I just, I can't think, especially if you want to keep Ripley, unless you're prepared to turn Ripley fully heel coming out of this and she can lose her mind and do something, you know, really untoward to, to take this. You know, if you kind of want to keep her as this tweener and and not have it go completely, you know, really rough heel, um, I think you just, I, I think you just do the obvious thing here and 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 tell the hometown story. I think that's okay sometimes. Yeah, any, absolutely. Any uh, fireworks? Yeah, it, Yeah, and uh, she gets that gold medal around her neck in in Tokyo, standing on top of the podium. I, I think it's a fun little tournament, guys. Not uh, not too bad. I think we've booked this brilliantly. If the IOC does ever decide to do this, I hope they listen they to will. this pod. They will. Absolutely. <laughs> now Obviously they will. They yeah, will. Yeah, big time. I, I know, you know, Thomas Bach and, and these people, big listeners to talk. Dick Pound. He yeah. loves, he, I, I've heard that Dick Pound says wrestling brain quite often as well. <laughs> How can you not? Yeah. And, <laughs> and vice versa. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kev, we heard you a minute or two ago there crack into something new. Is it another of the same or you got something else going on? Actually, this time it's a left field seltzer. Oh, uh, nice. from Leftfield Brewery. Yeah, it's the uh, drinks, the raspberry or the uh, blueberry one. It's uh, they are quite quite tasty. I find that they don't have as they don't feel as much artificially sweetened as some of the other many many seltzers that are coming out right now. Leftfield Brewery very good to us on Sportsfeld. I love their seltzers. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I love I love everything you do with Leftfield Brewery. They are my absolute 100%. favorite brewery. Everything that they do, the beers they brew, and also just the social initiatives that they take up, outstanding and everything. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. No, uh, completely agree. No argument here at all. Although I will, uh, at the risk of of competing with Leftfield a little bit, uh, we had Justin Howell not too long ago from the Ottawa Red Blacks on the podcast, and you know, guys, you guys know how the <laughs> CFL is, right? There's there's not quite as much money in the system, and when they take a season or two off, 
guys got to get a job, which is what happened for him during the uh, the pandemic. He ends up uh, becoming a salesman for Bangarang, which is a seltzer here, uh, I believe based in London, but it's available all across the province in the LCBO. Um, and so he sent some over when we were having him on the podcast for us to be able to try it. So uh, if you're not going with the left field seltzer, try the Bangarang seltzer. Uh, can't recommend highly enough. I've enjoyed They got four different kinds. I've enjoyed... Uh, if I'm being honest, three out of the four. I wasn't a big mango guy, but the rest of them were really good. So uh, you guys can check those out as well. It's a seltzer summer. Seltzer Absolutely. summer, man. Yeah. People are getting into it. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about the men's tournament here, Kev? You were good enough to put the bracket together for this one. Uh, why don't you run through your selections and, and uh, our opening round matchups here? Okay, so this was extremely, extremely difficult to limit it to just eight. Uh I'll give you the countries that have been represented, and then I'll do my explanations. We have the USA, we have Canada, we have New Zealand, we have Ireland, we have the UK, and then a few surprises. We have Bulgaria, we have Ghana, (laughs) and we have Samoa. Okay. So, USA will be represented by John Moxley, who is the number one wrestler in the world. It's hard to argue that. He's given that mantle by PWI. Uh, he's has won everything seems like there is to win quite lately. Uh, and he is the most over wrestler in the world, I think. Let me stop just here for a second, because I think that name for the people who aren't like really hardcore will be surprising. Where did we land on, um, you know, the regionals, you know, coming out of the USA? <laughs> Who else is in the mix there? Because, you know, you've had Lashley as a champion for a while. Roman Reigns maybe has never been bigger. Um, not necessarily the same worker or, uh, or whatever, but certainly in terms of a character, maybe never better. Um, lots of names in the USA on the men's side. How did we land at John Moxley? There was, I, I would say that... All things considered, there for the USA, there was just not there was too many wrestlers to have regional qualifiers. Therefore, <laughs> the committee went ahead and selected who they thought would best represent the company okay. or would re- best represent the country at that time, and they landed on John Moxley. You could have gone with somebody like AJ Styles, who mm-hmm. is a tag team champion uh, and is still you could still say arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. You could go with somebody like Daniel Bryan, sure. who has been in some of the biggest matches uh, in WWE. Not a great year. In the first, though, half, so. first half of the year. And he's a free agent. Is he gonna, he's going to risk yeah. his health going oh, to the Olympics? Oh, that's a great so, point. <laughs> so, he's, so he's not there right now. Uh, there, there, were, there were plenty of other people. Uh, I think the biggest person that people will look at and say, why isn't he there, is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been screwed here. (laughs) At least he feels. Now, Roman Reigns, he is the head of the table. Mm -hmm. He is is the head of the Samoan dynasty. Therefore, when Roman Reigns (laughs) is not selected to represent Team USA, he says, I have dual citizenship. I am going to go represent Samoa. And therefore, he goes and he represents... Samoa in this case. This is pro wrestling at its finest. I will find a way in. I will win a briefcase with a a, a citizenship card from any country. Um, this is I, I love this idea. I, I Kev, this is brilliant, Kev. Kev, we get along so well, and this is this is this kind of stuff is the reason why. Because I, I explained <laughs> to you. First of all, you're absolutely right. 
John Mox is the only pick. There's no nobody else is the pick. It's there's not close. Um, okay. But also writing this down, I, I have mentioned I, I, I have blown this out to 32 in my head. Also, Roman Reigns decides to go for Samoa. I I got him yes. there a little bit differently because okay. I my I have a bigger thing. It's centered around uh, the trios tournament, sort of being the, the your four by one hundred relay sort of of it. So mm-hmm. like going in into the, it. No, in the ahead. trios, would it be Roman and the Usos? See, it'd be, it'd be Roman, Jacob Fatu, and one of the Usos. Jacob Fatu is oh, killing it in MLW. Oh, but okay. pre-tournament, everyone, all the fans are like, oh my God, it's going to be the Shield reunion at the, at the Olympics. It's going to wow. be Seth and Mox and Reigns. And the night before they leave on Raw, Roman's like, no. I'm going to go for Samoa. And <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> Thank you very much. Listen, man, I, th- th- if only any of this was even within a whisper of being even kind of real. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love this. This is brilliant. But I'm just so I'm just so pleased to see we're on the same page. Just just two brilliant guys chopping it up. Just hey, just like just a couple of guys having some fun out here. That's all we're doing. here. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm the mark on the booking committee, clearly, because I, I was surprised that, and you had said, even in the tee-up, Samoa's going to have a spot, and I'm still just like, I can't believe you might leave a Roman. <laughs> there it is. Like, of Sit back and relax. Honestly, relax. that's let, what let needs to happen. Kevin and I hold your hand for this whole thing. I appreciate that <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> what should be happening, man. I will sit back and just watch the show. <laughs> it's, it's because you can't leave Roman out. He's been Absolutely too not. good. Yeah. So not. you have to get him in somehow and he's been such, and it's a, such a heel move yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. He's, yes. been, he's been such a bad guy in wwe tv that this just works out perfectly it fits the bill perfectly even vince would love to have him booked this way yes. i think because okay. he gets that prime time spot That's he's brilliant. everyone's looking at him this way yep okay so canada it it you could say it, it can be y2j chris jericho chris jericho has still been one of the top guys in mm-hmm. all of professional wrestling, Winnipeg zone. He's from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> in Canada, you have Sami Zayn, who has been an intercontinental champion and is one of my favorite wrestlers, if not my favorite wrestler right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that he does outside of wrestling, outstanding. Kevin Owens, he's had some great matches this year. Mm-hmm. He could be a great representative. You could go down the list. Kyle O'Reilly has had a great year as well from Delta BC. Big return uh, from but- Edge. Edge has had a big year too. Yep. Orangeville, Ontario's yep. finest. You cannot say that Kenny Omega does not get That's this right. spot. No. You cannot say that. The guy holds, he, every time he walks out, he's got a new championship <laughs> around his arm, waist, head, you everywhere. Wherever you can find to carry it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Michael Nakazawa is running out of room carrying his belts. <laughs> Kenny Omega is the unquestioned representative for Canada. And I don't think that there's, there's, you cannot convince me otherwise. Nobody could convince me otherwise. Full agreement there. I'm not even going to try. No. The, then we go. So makes for terrible podcasting when everybody just agrees. Yeah. It's like, agree. Yes, moving agree, on. Next. So the next person. <laughs> I don't think f- like 45 minutes into a c- completely hypothetical. No, this is not you the can say to this die on. Yeah. <laughs> you wave has that. <laughs> Other wrestlers represented. We're going to go to, I'm not doing this in order. I'll give you the matchups in a minute. I okay. just wanted to kind of point out some obvious ones. Uh, Zoobs, you mentioned Drew McIntyre. He gets the nod for the United Kingdom. Uh, there were a couple of other people that you could have picked. Uh, Pete Dunn has had a really good year. Uh, Will Ospreay, 
He's had a very good year as well. However, Drew McIntyre is an absolute beast. He has been WWE champion this year, and he has had several opportunities to regain that championship. Therefore, he's been in the top spot. So it's hard to say that Drew McIntyre does not get to represent the United Kingdom uh, in this scenario. Fair. Yeah. Uh, then there is, I, I kind of, I kind of went off, uh, well, actually let's go to, let's go to this one first. We have Ireland, uh, represented by Finn Balor slash, uh, Prince Devitt, Fergal, whatever you want to call him. However, he is going to be billed, uh, in this international tournament. Uh, he was an NXT champion this year and he has consistently been in a top spot. So he will get a nod as well. Uh, then Sheamus we kind of go so upset. Then we're going to, we, so in the women's section, we had a bunch of Oceana selections. We only have one this time, and that is uh, Jay White, for, who, who will be representing New Zealand. Now, he's a champion right now in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's not what happens when you book champion. Buddy Murphy into the ground. <laughs> he's no longer the best kept secret. He's just, be, he's the best kept secret kept off the Olympic roster. Yes. Uh, yeah, he did. I would say that if there was like an, a regional qualifier in like Oceana, then it would be Jay White would be coming out on yeah. top. Okay. Um, he is a champion in New Japan right now, and he's had a great year. He's starting what is looks to be a pretty cool program in Impact right now and a little crossover. Uh, so I think that he's a good choice there. Then we go off the board a little bit, or out, not off the board, but in a little bit of a different direction. I'm going to Bulgaria to select Miro. Or like WWE this. fans may know him as Rusev. Yeah, uh, sure. Miro has been absolutely dominant in <laughs> in uh, uh, AEW. He is the uh, TNT champion slash TSN champion. Uh, he looks every bit of dominant every time he steps like in the this. ring. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's going right into my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> TSN champion. That's how you're I not win, allowed win. to say that, are you, Kev? You're not. <laughs> I, I couldn't say it. On, I couldn't say it officially. Just leave. <laughs> okay. Um, he when AEW comes to Canada, I fully expect them to use that and it's say like it's the TSN champion. Yes. So good. Anyways, Miro has been incredible this year. So pick somebody from picking somebody from Eastern Europe. He'll be he'll represent that area very well. I tried to spread out the world as much I could. And in that light, I would say that we're going to Africa next and Kofi Kingston will be the representative of Ghana. Now, Kofi hasn't necessarily uh, had a year filled with championships and things to write home about, you know, he's been his usual, very good self. Mm -hmm. He's just always solid. Every time he gets in the ring, he's always a ton of fun on the mic. Everything that he does with the new day is incredible. Uh, but he's also has one of those stories that where if they have some qualifiers, um, Kofi Kingston is somehow going to pull it out and he's somehow going to get into the Olympics against all odds, similar to the way he won the WWE championship. Okay. So, yep. The eight entrants, John Moxley from the USA will be taking on Jay White from New Zealand. Oh, right off the Roman hop, Reigns, that's hard. Roman Reigns, representing Samoa, uh, will be taking on Drew McIntyre, who's representing the UK. Kenny Omega, representing Canada, and actually, yeah, okay, yeah. Kenny Omega, representing Canada, will be taking on Kofi Kingston, representing Ghana. Mm -hmm. Finn Balor, representing Ireland, will be taking on Miro, representing Bulgaria. So there are your eight wrestlers. Those are, man, that first round, there's some huge matchups there that could, that could, you know, gold medal match a pay-per-view anywhere on earth. That's, uh, I, I like this. I like the, a couple of the swerves. I like some, 
some new names versus some guys that you would have expected to see around. I think this is a good-looking bracket there, Kev. It's it's hard to do with eight-man because I wanted to try and give some fresh matchups to start, yeah. but also I wanted like a surprise matchup to start where you're getting, I think that you're getting two fresh matchups for sure because mm-hmm. Zoobs, you would be able to correct me here, but John Moxley and Jay White, they haven't wrestled yet, right? Not that I, I not that I know so, of. Maybe yeah. they tangled in a G one, but I don't think so. I, I really don't think, think so. so. I, I don't think so either. And then Kenny and Kofi, unless they wrestled in a bingo <laughs> hall fifteen years ago in front of nobody, right. I don't think that they've wrestled either. Either uh, Finn and Rusev must have crossed paths at some time, but I don't necessarily remember it. Uh, but you know, Miro is a different guy now. Some throwaway, yeah, raw match. And then Roman Reigns. So Drew is in, and let's say that he doesn't know who he's taking on until there's the last-minute entrant, and it's Roman Reigns. And everyone goes, come on, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, two WWE guys. Yeah. So that's where we're going. Uh, yeah, I don't know. if Do you guys think I'm leaving anybody out? Like, anybody, anybody egregious that I've left out? Well, you know. Well... Listen, anytime we're talking about the best wrestlers in the world and, and someone doesn't say the name Okada. I know. I know. L- I, listen, it's hard to, otherwise, who's beating Okada? Um, and and the, if we're keeping it real here, the host nation's supposed to have an automatic I, birth, right? He's been, he's been ice cold, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. So I was thinking, like, oh, I should do Koto Ibushi, but then, like, he just, he's he just lost his championship. You could do Shingo, but yeah, no, I, I think this is great. I think it, you did you did a good job explaining as well that you wanted to uh, get as many different parts of the world as you possibly wanted to. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think region. yeah, it's good. Full yeah. marks for that. The only another guy that I think is I know very Mexico interesting. either, right? Like, yeah, I know. It's, we only again, have eight. You only gave us eight. Matt. I know, I know. Yeah. But I, I didn't expect we'd end up with Bulgaria over Mexico or Japan. I, think I wanted Walter to for... I think Walter is an interesting guy as well from Austria. Oh, yeah. Walter, I did. Yeah. I didn't consider Walter, but. Frig man, he is. I love you, that. Dude. You get this yeah. to sixteen, and you get you get you I, add for eight sure. more eight more countries that you get. Listen, it's eight. It's a, it's a banger. Um, you guys will come back for the Paris Olympics. We'll do this again. Yes, with exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I was thinking for Mexico. I was thinking like, oh, I should do Ray Phoenix, but he he's had a good year. He's had a good year, but he hasn't had the t- a top year. He hasn't had a better year than let's say Miro or even as. Even if somebody's tired of Finn Balor and they say, I see this guy all the time, like he's had a really good year. Mm-hmm. He's held championships yep. mm-hmm. and he's been in NXT and now he's back on WWE television as well. Uh, I, the, well and oh, if the person it legit in terms of regions, like if, if a Canadian and an American are in, sorry, like a Mexican's probably not going to get in. They probably lost somewhere coming out of their region, right? Like, and, and logically, keep, Kenny has all those belts, right? Yeah. Yep. So we're keeping it real yep. here, right? Like, I, 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 I'm okay with this. You're right. I, I held it tough with only eight entrants. And, uh, and you can see why. Strug- Go ahead. Sorry, my, Jeff. My biggest struggle was Japan. I, I thought that I, because I really wanted to get Kofi in this tournament. Okay. Makes but sense. And the, I would have substituted Kofi out for a Japanese wrestler, likely Okada. But mm-hmm. he has been, as Zeus mentioned, he hasn't been that noteworthy this year. Right. Uh, otherwise, you do Koto Ibushi. Uh, there, there's a number of different Japanese wrestlers that you could choose from. Uh, even in like Mexico, I could have gone like Santos Escobar slash uh, Fantasma. Mm-hmm. Like you could have gone somebody like that because he was cruiserweight champion this year. Um, there's just it's an Olympic so many it's hard guys. to win. Yeah, yeah. It, Kenny having the the AAA title does help quite a bit. Yeah, even then it's like champion yeah. in Mexico is Kenny Omega. So what are you yeah. gonna do about it? Yeah. Canada, Canada rules the world. <laughs> <laughs> so hit us with our first matchup here, Kev. How's the uh, how's the tournament starting off? So 
the way that you guys are looking at it, the only thing I'll do is now that I'm looking at it, I'm going to, the two bottom matchups, I'm just going to switch them. So they're just going to flip. Okay. Uh, so let's start with the top left, which will be John Moxley, USA, taking on Jay White from New Zealand. I think that that matchup should start the tournament because it's going to be red hot. It's going to be a great, great match. John Moxley coming out to Wild Thing. Uh, the Japanese crowd is going to go insane for that. They, they're already familiar with him due to his New Japan run. He was recently the IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, so they're going to know who he is. They're going to recognize him, and Moxley is just the best wrestler on the planet right now going up against Jay White, who is another extremely top-tier wrestler on the planet right now and who also holds a championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So you send out two guys, one who is recently a champion in Japan and one who is a champion in Japan. Uh, the crowd will know who they are. So that's who I think goes out first. Moxley picks up the win. Okay. Yes. Okay, see, in a world, I was going to say, in a world where there is no Japanese representative... I wondered if Jay White, you know, maybe is the guy who gets that hometown crowd being, you know, familiar with the, no one wants to cheer for the USA and outside of the USA, right? It just, it doesn't happen yeah. even with the familiarity. Mm -hmm. I wonder, you know, does Jay White get that, uh, that kind of hometown boost and, and he's the guy that the crowd rallies around, but uh, apparently we're punting him right off the hops. So yeah. Let, 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 let me say respectively, Matt. Absolutely no chance would the crowd get behind Jay White. <laughs> no, I, I understand. would not allow that to happen. I, I do good. understand that he's too good at his job or whatever, but, you know, just out of respect for the no, business absolutely. and whatever, would that have become a, but no, you're right. He's, he's far too good at what he does to allow himself to get over that way. Um, no, I, I'm going to defer to you guys on this one. I don't think there's anything wrong with, especially with the year that, uh, the Moxley's had and, and the run that he's been on, um, I don't think there's any sense at all in knocking him out in the first round. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and to, I looked it up, uh, Kevin. They did have one match, and Jay White has the 1-0 advantage in a G1 <laughs> match. So you do get oh. you get your win back if you're Mox. There you go. Yes, all right. What G1 was that? When was that? 2019, I think the only time Mox was over there. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch that. He was an, he was an incredible. He lost to Toro Yanu, which is like the greatest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a great... I think it's the right pick. I think Mox... Uh, you sort of nailed the Japanese crowd would, as much as they don't want to cheer USA, Mox is sort of the exception in that he is sort of a, he's come over there and proven his worth. He's done yeah. a G1. He's held the US title uh, in Japan. So like he sort of has earned his baby face persona sure. in Japan, which mm -hmm. is like goes a long way. So the next quarterfinal matchup that will be on that side of the bracket will be Finn Balor from Ireland taking on Miro from Bulgaria, which is a sort of recycled WWE match. But let's have... Finn, instead of being Finn, he can be Prince Devitt, hmm. he can be Fergal, and he can wrestle his old New Japan style, uh, which isn't a whole lot different than what he's doing now, just less, it's just a different than the WWE style. Everyone can agree that New Japan is different from WWE, much different. Totally. So, so Has the IOC outlawed or put in writing, no, no demons? <laughs> is, is, <laughs> You don't waste so, demon first round. That, that's <laughs> so I was going to get there with the demon. Okay, um, I'm sorry. So so I think that Finn slash Prince Devitt taking on Miro. Uh, Miro, the TNT slash TSN champion um, representing AEW, taking on Prince Devitt, who is kind of channeling his old yeah. uh, Bullet Club leader-esque sort of persona. Uh, this would be a really good matchup. It'd be really tough. I'm 
personally leaning towards giving Finn the win in this one. Mm. Uh, be kind of a sh- it would be kind of an upset for sure, uh, but then it would also set up a good second round match for me between Mox and uh, and Finn. Uh, I think Mox Miro is like yeah, it's okay, but I think that you could go with. I think that you could go with uh, those. T- I think you go with Finn in this in this one. That's me. Yeah. I, I, uh, just to take a second, you good there, Zoobs? Yeah. Sorry. No problem. Um, yeah. I think I'm going the other way. I, I like the run that, that Miro's been on, um, and I think I, I guess I like. I guess I agree that it, it would be cool to get an upset out of this when you're talking about Finn, and you know everybody likes that kind of story that comes out of nowhere, especially at an Olympic Games. Uh, and goes on a bit of a run, but I just, I think I like too much, you know, the, this Balkaria who's never gone deep in an Olympic pro wrestling tournament that's, before, right? They've, they've never had, yeah. they've never had a guy like this. So even in that sense where maybe you would turn to, to Finn or, or Devitt or whatever we decided there to kind of take that run for the underdog country, I think you can make the same case for Bulgaria. So I think that's where I would go in this one, which leaves the tie break on the, uh, the booking committee to Zoobs here. Well, I think Kevin, the fact that you said he doesn't go demon yet to me leaves, it leaves something on the table mm. coming up. And I think, I think with, uh, in absence of a um, Japanese star, I think it makes a lot of sense to have, I'm guessing later on three of your four semifinalists have history in new Japan. I think that's a really smart way to engage that local crowd as well as have North American recognition with the name. So I would, prefer probably having Balor be hmm. that guy who moves on and then saying, I'm going to need the demon if I have a chance against the Mox, Omega, Reigns, that sort of next level of guy. That's exactly what I was thinking too. So he wins one as the leader of the Bullet Club, and then he's going to need to channel something else in his next matchup against Mox. The other side of the bracket... Well, just because Ma- the WWE booking here would allow him to look like a fool by losing and going, oh, I was going <laughs> to do then, the demon thing next round. Like, well, you probably should have just... On him. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have just done it sooner. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, we've got uh, Finn going over. Next, other side of the bracket, the other side of the quarterfinals is Kenny Omega, Canadian, taking on Kobe <laughs> Kingston from Ghana. Kenny has had... So, in so many interviews that I've heard, he's had so many positive things to say about every member of the New Day, particularly he's always loved Big E. I know that he was super fired up to see Big E win that Money in the Bank uh, just last month, or this month, I guess, um, uh, in July, let's say. Anyways, Kenny and Kofi, I think, would be such a fun matchup. I think that they would have they'd have amazing chemistry in the ring together. And I was debating whether Mox and Jay White should go up first or Kenny and Kofi, uh, but I went with Mox and Jay White. But Ke- o- Omega and Kofi would get just as big of a reaction, I think, in Japan. Uh, but in terms of who's going over, I mean, Kofi, the ultimate underdog story, sometimes Cinderella runs end. And he went through the Cinderella run to get to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's as far as he gets in terms of reaching the quarterfinals. That's it. Kenny goes over. No questions for me. Zoobs? Yes. You need something. You need something spectacular to happen to have Kenny knocked off at this point, uh, and probably that, that spectacular thing is on the other half of the bracket. But I think <laughs> safely you get sort of a, a version of what was Kofi against Bobby Lashley at, at a recent pay per view, where we're just sort of like Kofi does everything he can, but but yes. Kenny's just got too much in the tank. 
Yeah, no, and I, I, this is one of those ones where it's going to be unanimous since when it's not, I get outvoted every time anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, I think it's awesome that Kenny Omega was supportive of Big E getting money in the bank. Kofi has not won medal in the bank, so he is getting punted here in the first round. Nice, nice. So the final, <laughs> the final, yeah. the final quarterfinal match will be Roman Reigns representing Samoa coming in out of nowhere to make it to the Olympics as Samoa somehow gets eligibility last minute. Vince McMahon in the pocket of the IOC, no doubt. So somebody gets kicked out and Roman gets slid in, probably to get even more heat on him, booking on the fly here, as WWE likes to do, it seems. You have Japan who has a spot. Let's say Okada has the spot. Yeah, Vince pays them off. Vince pays off the IOC. Okada's out and they justify it by saying, not a champion right now. Roman Reigns is a champion. The Sam- Samoa is in. Roman Reigns is in. Oh, I thought you so, were going to flash the cameras backstage and we were going to see Okada laid out, right? And and people asking where was Roman. But, but Roman then gets the spot. Instead of the payoff, there's there's an, clearly an injury of some sort that's been created by one of Vince's guys. Um, but the other way too, doing it financially and, and twisting the arm of the IOC that he's not a champ. I think either way, you can create some heat on Roman getting him in here. Very nice. Big, big time. So he's taking on Drew McIntyre. Thank McEntire. you for humoring me this time, guys. <laughs> we, I, I, do like that, I do like that booking. He's taking on Drew McIntyre, representing the UK, this, the Scotland dude. As he once said to me, we're all part of the Commonwealth. And I said, yes, Canadians never think that way, but okay. <clears throat> we, so that's, I think that would be a very good matchup. They wrestled last year at Survivor Series, and it was a really good matchup. It was hard-hitting, two just brutes, bulls, just beating the shit out of each other. It was a lot of fun to watch at Survivor Series. They could definitely repeat that sort of thing. Drew has been good this year. He's been trending down a little bit. Still would be very good to see in this situation, but Roman's going over, no questions. Got Roman going over here too. Yeah, he doesn't do all that just to just to show no. up once and leave. No, no. no. So <clears throat> the semifinals: John Moxley is taking on Finn Balor. Uh, the other is Kenny Omega taking on Roman Reigns. Oh wow! <sighs> what an absolute all-star yeah. final four heading in here. So let's start on the uh, with with Moxley versus. Finn Balor. So like we mentioned, Finn Balor has got to channel something else to take on the number one wrestler in the world right now, John Moxley. So he goes to the Demon. Uh, this is something that I don't think he ever did in New Japan when he was there. He didn't do, obviously, the whole... It has to be a violation of like IOC drug testing or something. <laughs> like, this can't be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> they tested them, and the results came back Satan, so they yeah. said, well, I don't think Satan's banned, so the that's IOC's fine, IOC's never guess. looked away from Satan, so... We'll no, no, ahead. they... I would say that they're quite in bed with Satan. Yes. <laughs> so it would be Finn taking on... It would be the demon taking on Mox, and I think that... Every every time that Finn has used the demon, he's had to have that big match performance, and it's worked. So I think he shocks the fucking world wow. here, and he defeats John Moxley. Um, I love the idea that John Moxley is the guy who shuts down the demon and and puts that to rest once and for all. Uh, and you 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 may vote me here as the booking committee. But I was going against 
Finn in the first round and you swung me or outvoted me. This time I'm sticking with it. He's not he's not taking this run. Moxley can shut down the demon and that that USA thing that just sort of overpowers yeah. the Olympic Games carries on. Matt, you'd be pleased to know that I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> as, as much as the demon is uh, extreme circumstances, I think I think you need. I I only have two names that I would I would be willing to say are stopping mocks in the situation, and it just so happens both of them are on the other side right, of the there. Match. You go. Yeah. 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 So, so, so my yeah. original, so I'm, let's, okay. So Mox goes over. Mox is going over. That, I that want is, that star power against one of those other two in that gold medal match too. It's like, totally it's, understandable yeah. too. So originally I did have the bracket kind of switched where it would be uh, Mox versus Roman in the semis. But then I thought, wow, fuck, he can't have Mox versus Roman in the semis. <laughs> no, then you, then you put Kenny versus Mox in the semis. And I go, ah, you can't have Kenny I versus Mox. I don't really want to do that either. Yeah. So Mox versus... Mox, you know what? You guys have really talked me into this. Yes, Mox <laughs> should go over. I agree. 100%. Okay. Mox moves on to the finals, and Finn slash the demon goes on to the bronze medal matchup. Yep. Uh, so now we have Omega versus Roman Reigns. This is a matchup that wrestling fans would oh, man. be salivating yeah. over. And you know what I love about this is outside of kayfabe, this match would be fucking awesome. These yeah. two dudes would be so good. They would put on such an incredible performance. Say whatever the hell you want about Roman Reigns, but he is he's good at professional yes, wrestling, he man. Yeah. He is good at what he does. And he can he can put on such a great performance. And with somebody like Kenny, who is arguably the greatest technical professional wrestler in the world, yeah. who can put on who has had the best, the most greatest amount of matches over the past five years than anybody else, this match. Dave Meltzer would give it the gold medal immediately, I think. <laughs> and and this is the match that once and for all, we say it's going to happen all the time. This is the match that officially forever burns down wrestling Twitter. The <laughs> WWE versus AEW wars on Twitter that one sucks and the other's great and vice versa. You're putting your top dogs at the Olympic Games against one another I'm, it, wrestling Twitter would simply cease to exist at some point during this match. So, Especially when Roman wins, right? Oh my Ooh, God, I know. So, okay, so here we go. Here we go. So I keep, I was, I'm going back and forth. I kept going back and forth. I'm still going back and forth. Uh, Kenny wins, and you have Kenny versus Mox. Two best wrestlers in the world, I think, and it's a rematch from when AEW is just almost brand new. Yeah. Would be would be really really good. Mox is almost he's still he's probably he's more hot now than he was then. Roman versus Mox, you've seen it before, seen or it. have yeah. we? Well, Mox is a no. different now than Dean yeah, Ambrose. We saw, no, we saw Roman versus no, you're Dean right, Ambrose. You're right. yeah. This is a different world. Yeah, this is a different world. So Roman, all this work to get into this tournament, he's taking on the best bout machine. He's taking on the champion of every oh, fucking company in the so world, hard. other than WWE. Roman Reigns is going to defeat Kenny Omega. Yes. Therefore, it would be incredible to piss off every single yeah. person on Twitter. That's what you keep going back to is who yep. what's what kind of heat is this going to draw? Roman Reigns defeating Kenny Omega would draw the most amount of heat that any wrestling angle may have ever drawn in the in the history. 
And yeah. it's believable. Look how good Roman Reigns has been over the since last August when he came back. He's been champion. He hasn't stopped being champion. At WrestleMania, he threw two WWE Hall of Famers on top of each other and pinned their asses. Mm -hmm. He has continued to pin everybody that steps in his way. He's going to pin John Cena at SummerSlam. And then whenever he wrestles The Rock, he'll beat him too. Yep. Roman Reigns cannot be stopped. Therefore, he's going to beat Kenny Omega. So the question I would have, because I do agree, and, and the other point that I would say, you know, despite the fact that I'm I'm voting that, that Canada has taken the loss here, which is is rough, I don't know when, you know, if, if I want to make this Olympic pro wrestling tournament something that people are going to look forward to at every Olympics moving forward, I want the WWE's best versus AEW's best. And maybe... I'm seeing that in the semifinal, right? Maybe I'm already getting that with Omega versus Roman. But I might see um, Moxley versus Omega a month from now on pay-per-view or two months from now. Like, that's that's always on the table. They could do that at any time. When else am I going to see Roman versus Moxley? And so that would be the other selling point here, um, despite the fact that, that Roman, you know, has been great and, and does deserve to go over. I think in terms of selling this, that matchup is something that I don't know when else I'll get a chance to see it again. Jubes? I couldn't agree more that I think the whole point of this is to get in these marquee matchups things you're not going to see anywhere else. And uh, you're not going to be seeing moxley versus roman reigns uh, mm -hmm. anytime soon uh we saw kenny and mox have a fucking death match not long ago right. like right they've, they've fought recently and um listen w w would kenny and roman also be unbelievable absolutely and that's why we're getting that's why we're also giving that to you right we're, we're also giving you that yeah. and uh i i think to your point of like you want to see AEW's best against wdb's best i think it's it's arguable that that is what you're getting in the main event that, right that Mox is that guy for the, for this spot right now in this in this part of the year. I and there's so many small like there's a dozen storylines baked into this, right? You have USA versus Samoa. You have <laughs> which guy was actually the biggest star of the Shield. You yep. have AEW versus WWE. You have like this is there's like five major things put into one thing, which is the best you can possibly ask for. Well, let me ask a question before we move off of this one. Then to soften the blow for Omega in the women's tournament, there was some funny business. Are we just putting Roman over clean here or would this yeah. be the spot to, to drop something in here to, to kind of save Omega a little bit? I think Roman goes over clean. Okay. The thing about all of Kenny's friends is they're American, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Great yeah. point. Don Callis, I guess none of them are Samoan. Don, Don Callis is from Winnipeg, but yeah. other than that. Okay. I like it. So we are down to a bronze medal match of Kenny Omega versus Finn Balor. Which, okay, so I, I do love this matchup. Because yeah. originally when I was booking, I was just like, oh, this would be a cool gold medal matchup. But I think that this matchup is a very good, very good bronze medal matchup option because you have the two former leaders of the Bullet Club going at each other. And isn't that, everybody hey, always, yeah. everybody always wants like Bullet Club leaders to to wrestle each other. Like you want you want AJ Styles to, rep, to, to wrestle uh, Kenny Omega, like you want those those these old matchups. So now you're going to get that. You're going to have Prince Devitt. You're going to have him wrestling Kenny Omega, the former leaders of the Bullet Club. So this can almost be who you can always argue who's the best leader of the Bullet Club of all time. And Kenny and, Pr and Prince Devitt are always going to come to the top of mind. You're like who's the best? So now you can finally 
show and find who's out the who's the best in a match and for third best. I don't I don't know when these dudes wrestled each other. If they did, it was it's got to be ten plus years ago now. So it, this would be a fresh matchup, I think. Um, but in terms of who picks up the bronze medal, Canada always gets bronze. So, <laughs> Canadian gold. So Canada will be picking up the shameful, shameful bronze yeah. in the scenario. Kenny is he's just that damn good. Yeah, a beautiful story of like the guy who invented Bullet Club versus the guy who perfected Bullet Club in a way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. What a selling. Oh, look, look at this. Get this guy a marketing job. Good <laughs> God, that's outstanding. <laughs> um, and there's a little bit of history. They, they fought in 2010 and, and 2013, but it's been almost 10 years, and that's like super juniors, not the same stakes. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Kenny taking bronze makes a ton of sense. Um, I love it. I, I love I love the natural storylines that that progress here, and I think those abilities to have multiple branching storylines is what makes booking things like this so fun as like you, you open up a lot of possibilities for a lot of different things and uh, what a joy this would be to take in. Can't, can't disagree with that at all. This is, uh, this is to me at this point in, in 2021 at Olympic games, Kenny Omega, you know, <laughs> if, if we're not putting him in a gold medal match, he has to go over clean as a sheet in the middle and in, uh, in the bronze medal match. So yeah, no disagreement here at all. And so, finally, our main <laughs> event of the evening. For all the marbles, for gold medal, for Olympic supremacy, the number one wrestler in the world will be determined. It is John Moxley representing the USA, taking on Roman Reigns representing the U, representing Samoa. Yes. <laughs> Going Turning up his again. back on the USA. Like, like Zeus mentioned, the amount of storylines here you have AEW versus WWE. You have who's the best member of the Shield. The list goes on. Zeus mentioned them all. This match would be fucking killer. It would be the best. The thing I pitch to you, this is just a straight wrestling match, right? They're not going to do anything crazy. No just ladder match for the gold medal, or <laughs> it, it has to be a straight wrestling yes. match, right? Yep. Can't, they can't have anything crazy. I think I so. Think, yeah. Okay. I think. Oh my god! I keep going back and forth, even up until right now. Is I think that I come up with a. I think that going over should be John Moxley. That you get the babyface pop. You get the guy who's representing Japan going over. You get the guy who has is the number one wrestler in the world, touted by everybody, going over. The, I think that you send both crowds home. You send both the women's crowd home happy and the men's crowd. That's home all happy. I was going to bring up is: Do we want to hit them both? You know, with the baby face finish. If WrestleMania is the culmination of a year's work, where you're supposed to send the crowd home happy with a big baby face win, then this is the WrestleMania work. of WrestleManias every four years. Yeah. So you send the crowd home happy with okay. a big John Moxley victory, and I think that is totally justified. Sure. Particularly like Roman, he buys his way in, and then you can't have that piece of shit who oh, buys his way into the point. tournament. That's a good uh, point. Go to all the finals and then win. So you're teaching everybody that if you don't, if you, something doesn't go your way, you can buy your way to the top. No chance. Yeah. So John Moxley, who is unquestionably the best wrestler in the world, he picked up the victory. So we have Babyface USA defeating those nasty Samoans. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, what do you think of this one, Zoobs? Boy, listen, first and foremost, no wrong answer, right? If you're yeah. banging this down and you're saying, listen, I've seen wrestling before. Roman wins. Uh, totally makes <laughs> oh, sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? That but, was, no. 
<laughs> that was one of my arguments. Just like, how can he not win? Yeah, if you've, if you've seen the show, it ends with Roman winning. In the right. playoff. Um, but no, I, I happen to agree with Kevin in that he's it's, it's just like Mox is such a special case right now. And all the different storylines that are built into this, I think the, all those things favor Mox, right? The answer to all those things being... It's actually Mox because he quit because he loves wrestling so much, right? That's why he left. Yeah. Because he was like, there's a new opportunity that, and I love it so much that I need to go do it. And he's the biggest star of the shield because he doesn't care about being, being the biggest star of the shield, which is like what has crippled Roman and Seth so much is they wanted so badly to be the biggest star that, that it got in their way. Whereas he like has this natural charisma and his passion and his desire to be it sort of supersedes the need to be recognized, which is what Roman is dealing mm, with. So yeah. I think coming from a place of purity is sort of, for lack of a better word, um, I think really sets apart. And it being in Japan, a uh, wild thing playing, maybe Eddie Kingston yeah. comes out to even the score. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of different things you can put in that like he has just enough of the thing, you know, Shota Aminu comes out and, and <laughs> blows up the Usos and people <laughs> lose their minds. Um, there's just so many small little beats that you could like for every point that you had for Roman, you could counter with a Moxley beat that was equally as logical. Right. Um, I think he's the guy to get crowned right now. If we're doing it 2021 based on how they are right now, this is the correct gold medal match. And that is the correct gold medal guy. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue with that at all. I, I, I'm fine with the idea at an Olympic Games. It, like I said, the fir- I, I, why would I change my mind now, right? Sometimes the simplest story, especially once we've gotten this far, because I don't know that we told the simplest story to get here, but now we have you know the biggest heel in the business versus maybe the biggest face in the business. You know what to do in an Olympic gold medal match and, and how to wrap this up, how to do it properly. And Kev's point there that, you know, Roman bought his way into this or attacked his way into this or whatever at the end you know you want to get as close as you can to convincing the audience that this son of a bitch is going to do it again but he's going to get stopped the last possible second and crime doesn't pay kids right where you won't get now you will get an olympic silver medal but you won't get an olympic gold medal classic ioc you can't just pay for whatever you want (laughs) right so i'm totally fine with that i would put moxley over here as well and um man i think it caps off a fantastic olympic Uh, tournament on the men's side and honestly you think about the gold silver bronze and this is the semi-main right we're putting on the the gold medal women's match has a Japanese wrestler in it. That's the main event. I would I would imagine that they go on like different days. Yeah. Okay. It's like, a, like 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 you know they had the at the Olympics right. One yeah. Day, no, you're right. The next. That's a good yeah. point. It's a good point. But you think about the gold, silver, and bronze medal winners here, like Mox, Roman, and Kenny. Like I, those are the three best wrestlers. Those are the three top There's wrestlers not, in the world yeah. right now. Yeah. Perfect. Like, they got to be right. Yep. So there, so there you have it. It's, I mean, I would, so I would love to see how long we would go with Zoobs' ninety-four person. <laughs> yeah. So who wins the tag? Who wins trios? Come on, guys. Well, and we did talk about this beforehand, right? That it, it would make sense in an Olympic tournament. You should have a men's tournament, a women's tournament, and at least a tag team tournament. And, and yes. we just decided. You know, with the time this was well, listen, yeah, only only one show here, right? This was the, with the time it was going to take. We decided to kind of leave the tag teams out for now, but in a true Olympic tournament, that discipline would be there and and be uh, be reflected for sure. But 
I think this is a uh, man. I wasn't sure, honestly, guys, how this was going to go, but you guys obviously had your hands all over. This is stuff you guys had obviously already been thinking about, and somehow I managed to swoop in, put it on our platform, although uh, you mentioned there that uh, that Wrestling Brain is going to have a far expanded version of it. When are When is that going to be coming out? Uh, we, we do our show Wednesday evenings immediately following AEW Dynamite, 10 p.m., twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Uh, I am getting the idea now, though, that I may need to come up with something else because it's going to take like four hours to go through. <laughs> this might the, be a couple parts. The, the three different tournaments we have booked. Uh, so, th- so is the first yeah. one going to be this Wednesday, the uh, what the hell day is it? The 29th? 28th. Wednesday the 28th yeah 10 p.m. Eastern time we do a we do a full review of AEW Dynamite live immediately afterwards and we take calls from our viewers which is an insane thing to do on the internet but we Honestly. do it anyway um yeah we take calls we review Dynamite we have a special message this week from Nick Gage and then wow. we will be going through the Olympic uh idea but uh, what a pleasure this was to do it here to get to get basically to start at the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah. I can, I can now work backwards much, much deeper. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking some time too in the dry run over here and uh, whatever. <laughs> but uh, this is awesome. What did you guys think? Just kind of as before we, we wrap it up, I'll, I'll start with you here, Kev. Was this, you know, harder than you thought, easier than you thought? Uh, you know, I, I think the idea, and it, look, none of us is actually expecting it. The idea of pro wrestling making the Olympics, it's far more likely to be the first version we talked about where each country sends out a pair and they go over it. But as we sat here and booked an Olympic tournament um, and worked our way through it, did you kind of run up against opposition in places you didn't expect to as you were presenting your matches? Or, you know, what did you kind of think as we worked our way through it there, Kev? Well, the opposition was to myself. Yeah. Where I, you did where flip-flop I, a little bit. Yeah, where I'm battling against myself every time, where I can convince myself of two different arguments. But it was the thing that I just I, I just love going through it. I love to... The fantasy booking sure. is the most fun thing that a wrestling fan can do. And this is the ultimate form of fantasy booking. I've, Like I mentioned to you guys, I've had this idea that I've wanted to do on camera for Sportsnet for a while. It's just a matter of getting the resources and the time together to try and do something like this sometime. But, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, what did you think there, uh, Zoobs? You know, it, it to echo Kevin's point, um, one of the most fun things about being a fan of wrestling is is going two hours deep and it's something that could happen <laughs> and, and how much fun it is to connect all these different threads and all these different fun things but honestly what struck me as sort of an overarching theme as i was doing it is we really truly are in a golden age yes. for worldwide mm. talent and mm. not only that but you know two years ago if you had told me some of the things that happen regularly on dynamite were happening i would have been like that is ridiculous and absurd and you know the idea of it being in the olympics obviously is pretty far-fetched but the idea of having like a major international tournament where people represent their countries like it's not as crazy as it was five years ago. It's not as crazy as it was two years ago. Like it's not, it's not as crazy as it used to be. Like that, you could do this. You could, I had to maybe exclude one or two companies, but like you could put on a pretty damn good version of this right now with with companies that already have good working relationships. And and to me, that makes me really excited and really happy about where the business is. Do you think that there's, you know, let's leave the Olympics out of it because, you know, <laughs> we probably have yes. to. But on the front that you're talking about. You know, AEW has already shown a willingness to work with just about anybody, right? In terms of what they've, yeah, I've heard the the forbidden door. It's, um, you know, as, as they're prepared to do that, if by chance, 
I and I just can't imagine that that Vince would ever allow him his company to cross over with the rest of these. But on the off chance in it completely other I mean if we're booking an Olympic wrestling tournament we've thrown believability out the door here already you know could you do something like that or would it just be too difficult to like it feels to me like if we could ever get to the idea that all these companies even outside the Olympics were willing to run an international tournament like this or even if you threw the the national part out of it that you'd just have to have way too many screw job finishes to be protecting each other's guys that's probably true. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. They're like, especially WWE. Yes. They wouldn't. Yeah. They they wouldn't allow their guys to go down clean very easily unless right. it was, unless it was Keith Lee for some reason. Or I mean, what do you mean our truth is going to lose to John Moxley? You know. Fuck you. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Vince Vince wouldn't, but would Triple H? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So we Triple just, H is going to put himself in the tournament. And he's going to. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Goldberg, his way to glory. Yes. Goldberg over Kenny Omega in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that's logical. Kev, uh, the, what do you got coming up on uh, on Sportsnet, and where can people follow you? What What should we be looking for here? Uh, come SummerSlam, Sportsnet will be once again heavily into the WWE contents. Every kind of tentpole events, I get to sink my teeth into a bunch of wrestling content. This time around will be no doubt. Uh, no different, I should say. Uh, I have an interview with Indy Hartwell uh, coming up of NXT. She's hmm. in The Way, which is one of the more entertaining factions in NXT. So I'll get to chat with her. So have a look out for uh, my content piece on that. And anytime that you're watching... City News, or if you're watching any highlights on sportsnet.ca, you'll probably hear my voice. You're coming back to help us tee up SummerSlam, right? That's right. And uh, Zoobs, the forbidden door is open if you want to jump on for a pint and talk (laughs) SummerSlam with us when it comes around. But until then, uh, tell us about your two shows and what you got going on, where people can find it. You know, I have other varied interests as as well, Matt. No, you don't. No. (laughs) No, but uh, shout out to Kevin. Absolutely living the dream. I I got to do sports. I made sports and highlights for a little bit, and I love to see uh, the highlight folks getting some shine to make some content. Makes my heart sing. Thanks, My pleasure, buddy. I'm very proud of you and proud of the whole content factory, as I always have been. I rep the the row everywhere I go. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Uh, sports Feld, uh, it's, it's a, it's our general, uh, sports podcast, myself and Jake Goldsby, who is an actor who was on Degrassi and Molly's game and all those sorts of things. Uh, we're very heavily baseball focused as I am a, uh, obsessed with baseball to the detriment of my knowledge of other sports. Um, <laughs> that comes out Thursday mornings. We will have obviously trade deadline and NBA draft stuff coming up. Uh, and then we're going to try to sort all that out as the Blue Jays continue to squander, uh, a miraculous season from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Hopefully they can turn things around here in the last, uh, whatever it is, 70-ish games. And, and Wrestling Brain, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. We are on a mission to simply make wrestling content that doesn't suck. So uh, myself and Josh Custodio, we go live. We review Dynamite. We talk to callers. We have, I will say, we have the best wrestling community i have ever come across people are very kind they are very generous they are very positive uh and they call into our show and if they weren't good people we wouldn't let them call in but they do uh it's a growing community so it's a great time to come in if you if you watch dynamite and you just want a place to talk about it afterwards please join us twitch.tv slash wrestling brain uh wrestling underscore brain on twitter uh we tweet about stuff all the time on there so we're launching a friday show as aew launches rampage so that's what's next for us we're on the search for a co-host so it's been fun. Some great submissions. But yeah, Wrestling Brain, 10 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. 
Gorgeous. We will share all of those links uh, in the show notes for this episode at tallcanaudio.com, as well as where you can follow uh, the Zoobs and our buddy here, Kevin Mickey. Uh, I, the way I phrased that made it sound like the Zoobs is not our buddy, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be here a second time to get that, obviously. <laughs> exactly, man. We'll, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll see if you'll tag in around SummerSlam. We'll, uh, we'll talk at that point. But uh, no, until then... Um, if you're still listening, God love you and your passion for wrestling. Um, <laughs> you are to be commended. And if you have more that you want to hear, if you want to hear this go, what was it? 92 deep, 96 deep. Uh, keep an eye on wrestling brain as people are saying, uh, my name is Matt Robinson for Kevin Mickey and Andrew Zuber. We will wind this one down here. We're on Twitter and Instagram at tall can audio and make sure you hit subscribe. Like I said, Ray Ferraro will be here over the weekend. Mike Wilner will be here early next week. As we talk hockey and baseball there, we will see you later. Now, if y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink, I'm a haul ass. No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this to drink. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching tall can audio on your favorite podcast app.